0: Ready, set, whoa, welcome to the show. Today we are featuring Lamel, uh, recording artist, multimedia artist, singer, songwriter,
1: entrepreneur. How are we feeling today, Lamel? Hey, man, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm feeling great. A little bit of traffic on the way here, but I mean, that's California for you, so how does you the- know how it is.
2: SoCal, man, We uh, we get a lot of beautiful weather, but that's one of the trade-offs definitely is having to deal with a little bit of traffic here and there, but super stoked to have you down here in Oceanside with us, LaMell. I know your time is very uh, exclusive, so just having you here means a lot to us.
1: Thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I mean, Rip. damn,
2: it's been a couple years, honestly,
0: since I've like been able to feel like you've been around, Like, I guess, easily accessible. Yeah.
1: What have you been up to, man, these past couple years? Oh, man. Uh, well, for starters, I've really been building myself um, I took about a year off, I want to say, from releasing music just because I felt I felt like there were levels to uh, what I was trying to accomplish because I'm a creative and I take what I do extremely seriously um, when it comes to executing. So I was always executing tracks and putting songs out, but there needed to be a little bit more structure to my execution. So I kind of pulled back. Um, and started dabbling with different sounds, beats I never used, synths I never used, uh, working with producers um, who aren't even in America right now. The stuff I'm working on is all overseas production. Most of the producers are from overseas. So really just kind of toning and um, fine, fine, refining my craft uh, when it comes to being creative. So musically, I've been kind of pulled back. And just kind of making sure I have everything on my marketing end ready and accessible because a lot of artists don't really realize that marketing is the, you know, the key to making the glue stick together. You could be creative and you could have supporters, but if you don't know how to market on a global or a wide scale, you're only going to get so far. So I really took some time to build that creatively. And then... um, doing the percenters. I need to remodel my percenters. So I really been trying to tap in with the clothing, kind of like how Woe was uh, really pushed forward these last couple of years. So I kind of pulled back to see all the pieces on the chessboard. So that's really what I was doing this last year. And now it's time to kind of, you know, the money's up, uh paperwork again you know Yay. documents coming in i got my legal information right you know I'm just trying to move accordingly so it's really what i've been up to this last uh, couple of years for everybody that doesn't
2: know Lamel has a brand called 99 percenters that is just raw in the streets based Thank around you. his music <laughs> and if you're not part of the percentage crew um, you're missing out for sure it's definitely yeah. something really special and definitely That's- We can't wait to possibly do some woe stuff with that in the future. I think that would be
1: super special. Anybody could be a percenter too. Like you don't gotta be uh, hard. You just have to have a goal and you have to know that you're gonna build yourself up to get to that goal. And that's really what a percenter is. Somebody who accounts all the pieces that they uh, took to build who they are today. So anybody could be a percenter and the doors are always open, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa!
0: We met when I was sixteen or seventeen years old, somewhere in high school. I think. I think I maybe had just graduated. Ever since I've known you, personally, you've been recording music and releasing (laughs) music. Where did that start? Was there somebody who first got you into it, or did you just kind of like? Get bored and was like i want to do this no, you know no matter who's doing it
1: uh like recording <clears throat> like
0: guess just your interest just, in music like in general and where uh, did that start like if you weren't first man. recording what were you doing
1: okay so i would have to say uh as far as like being an artist taking it serious mm-hmm. i say 11th grade for me and i graduated in 2013 from okay. high school so when i was like going uh the end of my semester in 11th grade that's when I started to really take music or like hone it. Like, yo, this is who I am, what I want to do, what I want to be. You know, um, whether I'm telling everybody or not. And I knew in the beginning of rap for me, I wasn't. Uh, I was going to my close friends and saying, yo, what do you think of this and what do you think of that. But I never was like, yo, 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 I'm spitting da 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 da. I was making sure I was. Uh, this is really what I want to do because in the beginning, like you asked, well, what was I doing before rap? I was a uh, I was actually getting ready to be an engineer. And so I was um in something called uh, the robotics program in my high school and we would do world champion uh, world competitions and state competitions and we were really good. I'm actually um I believe two time world champion, two time state champion, wow. uh, yeah, robotics. Uh okay. shout out the spurflies, man, for real. So I was doing I was doing um engineering okay in cool. the beginning. And uh, I lo- I loved it, you know, but um, I wasn't necessarily sure if it was something I wanted to do forever. And I kind of I'm the type of person who, you know, once I set my mind to something like I'm going to do this to the fullest. And I was like, well, I don't I don't know if I want to give 20 years into engineering, 15 years into that. Um, and then music, I guess, just kind of crept up. I had been making music since I was a very little kid, but it was never anything too serious. It was just, you know, family, my family, uh, they're all singers and entertainers. Mm -hmm. But it was no uh, initial push to be like, yo, you got to be a rapper, you got to be a singer. But my aunt, you know, we in choir and church and we make lullabies and stuff, you know, family lullabies and family sings, And I think that really played into my creativity uh, because my family, the women and the men in my family, never... Uh, restricted you from being a creative they just kind of let you your imagination as a kid run free so I think because of that that kind of started to spark my um my creative nature and uh, when I got into middle school I had this teacher I have no clue where she's at uh but she loved the kids because we we're we're all from Inglewood, you know and uh that's not necessarily I guess the best area you know, for kids at the time when I was a kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they changed yep. and they got the Ramp Stadium. They're really trying to fix it up over there. But True. uh Miss Blowers, that was her name, man. Miss Blowers. Out. Yeah, shout out to Miss Blowers, Miss yep. B. She uh <laughs> that was my English teacher and she got everybody into poetry. So you had to do poetry and kids we didn't hate poetry, but you know, you're talking to middle schoolers and she's like, you're not really trying to do no poetry all day, but she would give you extra credit and then, you know, nice. you share. So that was kind of me like, ooh, I'm kind of nice with this poetry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was doing poetry at the school <laughs> and um, I started doing a lot of poetry and I guess she started going to my mom and stuff and saying like, yo, she's oh, wow. really good at poetry, <clears throat> but it kind <clears> of <throat> died, uh, it kind of died away from there I guess. And then uh, like in high school i just start getting like i guess sad you know like real depressed i was going through some life issues and stuff like that and an artist who um is like more in my area like when i was a younger kid uh his name is everybody knows a uh, nipsey hustle he was uh releasing tapes you know mm-hmm. the marathon tapes oh, and yeah. uh way back you know victory lab uh bullets have no names i believe that's what it's called one of his tapes but I started listening to him a lot and he started kind of inspiring me because at this moment in time I was not staying in Inglewood and I kind of felt like not too many people in where I was at uh, understood what I was going through you know so um I was looking for I guess that outlet you know and I got real sad and I had to write it out so I just started writing uh you know, I was on the bus, I think, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna write this song, blah blah blah. And I was going through some some real heavy, so I started writing and at the time. Which wasani is your favorite artist? For people who don't know, wasani's favorite artist is Wiz Khalifa. Hey, at not the outside. time. <laughs> yeah. 11, 11th 11 grade, what, like 2011, <sighs> 2010, or something that like was that. Uh, Wiz was dropping heat, and I'll never forget. I wrote my first song to uh, California by Wiz. I just want to ride in my ride with the top down, oh. and and he and his beats like yeah. nobody had beats like Wiz Khalifa. Like I don't care what nobody says. Like in two thousand and ten, Wiz's beats was untouchable. So. I was like, well, True. you know, Nipsey inspired me. He's from the same city. I, mm-hmm. I'm from, you know, he's from Crenshaw. Right. I grew up right there, you know, right by Jesse Owens. I'm not, you know, so pretty much, I was like, okay, uh, this dude isn't talking about like, you know, just girls and da da da. He's like telling me like, you know, I got a purpose Business. and I could be somebody and yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, whoa, like, and I can't say this dude don't understand because. from the same area and communities Mm -hmm. uh that i was raised in so i started to write to the california and that was my first little taste of uh music i guess and then i started sharing it with my friends and shout out shango man strange friends shout out them uh he he was the one who helped me record in the beginning and he'd been rapping since he was like three or four years old man like legit like paper in hand i'm spitting as a kid so so I started rapping with, you know, with them. And then it became, it wasn't just I'm rapping. It was, you know, the boys is rapping. It's just oh, snap. Yep. You know, dope. Shingo spitting a hard 16. And then I got Vader spitting this. And I got Cam spitting that. And I'm like, damn. You know, Wale and, you know, just a bunch of the homies all spitting. And uh, when you have all your friends spitting and you just kind of get passionate into something, you start wanting to spit or show your skills and stuff, and it started to kind of erupt from there. And that's when I was like, yo, like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And I kind of put engineering more to the side. And I just jumped in the water. I had no clue what this shit was going to do for me. (laughs) Yeah, Nipsey
0: Hussle is definitely, in the hip-hop game, one of the most inspirational, I think, to the youth. And he did that intentionally, I think he knew. Like, he was yeah. using his platform to not only, like you said, just talk about women and cars and money, but, like, tell people get your business right. Yeah, facts. Tell people how to do it officially
1: so that, you know, other people can respect you in different areas. I think um, one thing he said that I really appreciate is he said, like, I had to go through all the emotions to get where I'm at. And I think when you're going through something – uh, and you hear some hear something from someone who's went through similar struggle as you, it really it really changes your perspective, you know, to hear all the stuff that this person is going through, and then to hear him saying a song like, uh, you don't kill yourself, you got something to contribute, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he doesn't even know you on a personal level, but he's just letting you know through his experiences. Uh, what he's learned and you know how he's evolved so I really think that that's like really important and that really uh you know I wouldn't say that I heard Nipsey Hussle and I was like oh I gotta rap like Nipsey but what he did make me realize is that I was valuable you know because at the time I didn't really feel like I had much value and so once I realized I had much value that's when I started speaking uh, my truth you know my own own story uh, into existence.
0: Is there like a defining moment as an artist that you remember that you were like, for sure, you felt it within yourself, like, I have to pursue music?
1: Yeah, man, a what bunch was, of like times.
0: That? What was, I guess, some of those?
1: Uh, I would say, man, there's, a, okay, so, like, going back into time, I would say my one of my first ever venues uh it's
0: and always a show i swear it's always oh a it's 100 it's the show it's it was uh that's
1: good a few moments i had been um prepping myself to rap to the world and so there was a sh- there was a venue at my high school that they shut down because uh one of my friends got hurt unfortunately but we had an event at my school Ugh, and I cannot remember the name off the top of my head. But we, w- my school was hip. I'm not gonna lie to you, my school was cool. So we threw like concerts and shit. Okay. So my school threw a concert, and I got to see my f- some of my friends uh, perform. Shout out Mo Thoreau, he performed one of- that was like one of his biggest shows mm-hmm. back when he first started, type deal. And um, I just got to see my friends perform, and I had been, you know, I could do that, you know, I could do that, blah 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 blah. And so. Um, It was just a moment for me nothing happened and then i i had left the school and i was like man i could really be doing these shows like that like big shows you know and um this was high school yeah this was high school and i don't think at this time i was doing shows yet but shango had been ripping and running around the city uh he's a guy who kind of help me like yo record and stuff like that big love to shango yeah sure. big love to shango he didn't help me find my sound um he's got
0: a unique style of sound, oh, so genius, sure. bro. Like, <laughs> his. oh genius like he's a genius yeah. yeah
1: but he definitely helped steer me in the right direction and i would go to his shows and that was my dog and you know this is the kid who went into ninth grade rapping you know so he's kills a radio show a station for the school and wow you know what i'm cool. saying like everybody fuck with shango you know so at this time And so um, I was already seasoned at shows, you know, like I'd already been to shows. You know, I I hung out with the kids who was popping and killing shit like true. And we were all hanging out and we go to shows and, you know, they do performances. And I was just kind of chilling back. I wasn't performing uh, really at this time. And then I moved to Orange County. And then once I moved to Orange County, I was like, damn, like, I didn't perform most of them damn shows. You know, I per—I pref- think I performed maybe a few times. Mm. Maybe, but it wasn't anything insane. I think it's like group songs. Like I had one song with Shingo, and we'd all do like a group performance. And uh, the defining moment I would say is like, when you good at something, you could feel it, you know what I'm saying, inside of you. So I was like, it was getting to the point where like, it had to come out and it was like becoming aggressive. Uh, in the sense that it like wanted to be fed So I was like damn Like I gotta do something And I think the first day I met with Sonny We went to this show and, The underground hip hop show Yeah underground oh, hip hop show man. And I was just friends with uh, I was just friends with these With everybody at this time Like the people I know I squad and my best madison, friends Deep and Strong. yeah matt tweedy yeah and I, I knew these people i'm talking like almost like 11 years you know this is like my first encounter with them and so i pretty much uh went and met madison and she took me to go meet all of her friends chandler morgan stern shout yeah out. adam she yeah a bunch of people so Ooh, young vision. cameron i believe was there too britney wow. low was there she was yeah i remember all that so wow. uh mia i think was there mm-hmm. um so pretty much uh we're at this venue and the sh- the rappers i guess of the venue just didn't show up but they had a giant freestyle circle and at this time the kids like it was parties and underground events like that was the thing so all the kids of the neighborhood, you know, some kids probably from Mission and Aliso Viejo, uh, Orange County. Shout out to Orange County. Hey. Um, they were packing out the show, but there was nobody there. So they were just freestyling. And I knew I was nice because my homies were are nice back in uh, L.A. Like, you, ha- you can't rap with these dudes if you're not nice. Like, <laughs> you will get eaten alive. Right. So I knew I was decent at right, rapping, right, right. and I knew I was a hip-hop rapper. So... I spit uh, at the show as a freestyle. Like they were they were like, "Yo, who's trying to come up to freestyle?" And I hadn't rap like I didn't have no friends. I wasn't rapping for a minute, like a week or something. And this is the time where I'm writing like three songs a day, so I'm like, "Yo, like I ain't rapping a week. This is crazy." So, they let me get on the mic and I grabbed the mic and I just wanted to rap. So, I rap and I said, "How long can I go?" And he said, "You can go till you don't want to go no more." So, I just started rapping and Everybody was just like dead quiet for a second, and like every, I was looking at people, and their mouths were open, and they were like, "What the fuck?" And like, people <laughs> were telling other people, like, "Yo, come inside, come inside," and this. everybody just start flipping out, like, "You gotta go see Wasani!" Oh my god, like people, I'm like, "Yo, what's what's going down?" So I, really I was did. like, "All right, like um people really, you know, people like." People like the bars, and then I did. I ended up doing my first ever show, like two days later, I think, or a week later, at with with yeah, at oh, the wow. Tropic Lounge that wow. they bulldozed wow. Like my first oh, ever wow. like a, a set of my own because oh, yeah. I always did sets with the homies, mm-hmm. and um, I killed that shit, like, and <laughs> that and that and that <laughs> and that changed everything because. I felt when I was rapping, like, you get a certain feeling, and, like, I, if for the first time, it felt like, yo, it's me, it's just Mike, and, like, I'm just, everything that I had written out, everything that I worked towards, like, I'm just spitting it all out, and I start seeing people's reaction, and it was, like, mind-blowing to me, like, people were, like, so blown away, you know what I'm saying, people yeah. were coming up to me, uh, i've i had a girl like cried to me one time she had never heard rap before she was uh from out of the united states and she had flown here
0: i was outside yeah that she at was the crazy time on the phone and this was the first time that my friends had brought you around i think like yeah madison first time i ever met you, you my friends. friend madison met you like a week prior had been telling me about you being like oh you need to meet lamel you meet Lamel. I was like okay cool this was like was going to be one of our first introductions, like probably our first night out. And I remember like I had to like hop on the phone or something. You were rehearsing
1: or something.
0: You just stepped out. It was like right when you had come, I guess had done this whole performance. And I remember literally like half of that friend group came outside to me and were like, did you see LaMelle like? And I was like, no, like I was kind of bummed. I was like, damn, I knew I was going to see you, you know, in the future more. But I was like, damn, like I really just missed out on this, you know, sounded epic performance. And I'm like, Facts. So yeah, and then the Tropic Lounge. A couple days, or I guess a week later. Yeah, I was, it was like a week. I later I was with you on that, and I remember just like seeing a star in you as you were on this little stage in that bar. But then also the conversation we had after it. Or that, I, was I major. Like, yeah, that was. I remember like yeah, I was like, I like felt major. like I got too high for a sink but I was like, no, you ever no. have doubts? And you were like, yeah, man. I was like, looked him dead in the eye. I was like, no, man, like you yeah, got this. That was, like, ma- I, that was a this, major bro. moment like,
1: for sure. <laughs> That was a life changing moment for sure. Dude, we were young, dude. Let's yeah, just say whoa sure. one time on that. Because uh, yeah, Whoa, that was wild. That
0: was like our first kind of, yeah. you know, and like... And oh, freestyle in the car. Yeah. That? So I remember that, too. That was that was what surprised me the night of the underground show where I didn't get to see you. I was outside on the way home. You were like riding this high of, you know, getting off stage. And, I, you know, we all ride yeah. that. But you were freestyling in the car. To your twitter feed you were like going through twitter rapping as you were like reading your twitter feed and reading us reading or rapping to us what was on your twitter and that was like the first time i'd ever seen something like that and i was was like like,
1: are you reading that right now i was like yeah look "Look that that." for me that was a lot just as an
0: artist in general super talented i mean i was like from from right there almost instantly i was like oh yeah this kid's insanely talented like He's got a lot of potential. That was, that
2: was a moment. Not only did we know that you were super talented, Lamel, I just think your, your energy and your passion towards it um, just really amplified everything you had going on. You are the type of person, you walk in a room and everyone's smiling just because you got such a big smile. And uh, yeah, I think your body of work really speaks for itself. And I can't wait to see where you progress to as you continue to push music forward because you're a fucking star, bro. And I think everybody knows that. For, like, real. for real, for real. Um, I wanted to touch real quick on our days back when you kind of first transitioned from LA into Orange County. Oh, man. I had a special experience <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> meeting you when I worked at my first job at gosh. Ralph's when I was 16. Shout um, out Ralph. Oh, way! Shout, shout out Ralph's shout in out. town center town Lisa center yo, shout out town
1: center i give you that shout a lot out town of center. a lot of
2: crazy <laughs> stuff at town center but i just remember meeting you you were working in the meat department at the time and yep. there's just like just kind of like a buzz around your name just like ooh lamel like oh yeah yeah like don't mess with him because you know he is from inglewood you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> like, like, everyone's <laughs> like yo like for real That's... for real and um dude just the the first chance i got to meet you And really kind of just like break that surface level like i just saw what a genuine person you were so thanks man really
1: stoked that we're here right now and just super full circle so were you guys friends about that day actually uh cody was a monster he was working the night shift i'm pretty sure and, i did a lot and bro i never knew nobody working as hard as him there like seriously like <laughs> when it came sucked. to he would i'll be like where are you going he's like oh, i just got off it's like five in the morning six a.m type deal and and cody's like just finishing and he'd been working in the freezers I'm like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, So, like, yeah, man, I remember that. And I got to meet Cody a few times, and then uh, through the homies, we really started connecting because uh, we had similar uh, best friends. And Cody's always been cool, you know what I'm saying? He's a, the Jesus of the uh, squad for sure. No one I, could touch you. I, sure.
2: I appreciate it, man. I just got so many amazing homies doing amazing things. <clears throat> it was just so easy to want to support and really, you know, Help out in any way I could with any type of, you know Reposting songs or just listening or just whatever it needed to be like I've just been so fortunate to have Really real homies around me doing uh doing big things. So Yeah, that's why here now with this podcast at we are Woe and being able to showcase so many different People in our lives that have come and gone and still around like the Woe web is really, you know, Created itself, but you are definitely at the very center of it. You know what I'm saying, so that's yeah, why it's it's uh, special f- to have you here, bro. For I real. remember
1: I remember when Woe was first made, man.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, right. shout out Reese, yeah, shout out Reese Hampton man. and Wasani for that fateful day in LA, Los wow. Angeles. What yeah, a crazy yeah.
0: time that was for us as kids growing up. So you started in inglewood then you moved to orange county to like yeah. live with the fam then i took you back to la for a little, yeah. little bit and we moved into van nuys off-road.
1: yeah right by my school Man. Right where i used to go to high school that so
0: we lived in apartment 14 absolutely um off wow. of sherman way yeah off of sherman way the, right the next good old ralph <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we ended up making a mixtape called apartment 14 to kind of capture that vibe and that energy that we curated in that house was there anything that you took away from that it was only six months that we were there yeah. living with each other and we were roommates
1: not even living in the same house we were living in the same room yeah i wrote that whole tape in one day the whole tape of i apartment wrote 14. all my songs in one day and i remember because it has started as a competition, so we had already planned to do a tape, but it had started as like a competitive, like I gotta finish my verse, because originally um, Reese, shout out Reese once again, he was gonna probably, I believe, be on a few of more of the songs, but he was also engineering and running around this and that, so he just wrote uh, what he could and mixed it and cleaned it up for us, made it sound good, and um, I remember just really, really, really trying to kill the song because you had some verses that you had already had stocked Mm -hmm. up and so you were chilling and you were you're sleeping he was good (laughs) and i had nothing so i was like bro you know and we had and we had spent only a couple hours and we picked all the beats i was like shit i gotta get on it so i took that whole day and just wrote till about six in the morning i was writing songs and then reese came by I had stop by, uh, get a little coffee. Reese came by. He's like, "You ready to record?" I think it was like nine, ten. No, it was like ten in the morning, and I was like, "Just finished, you know." And (laughs) did you
0: did you record them all in one day, or you just wrote? Uh, I think
1: it. We I wrote the whole tape in a day, and I think we recorded the whole tape in two days, and then he it took him a a week to mix. I think or something like that. Dude, and it came out really nice. Out out of the closet music. So honestly, if you haven't straight heard of
0: apartment 14 or if you're interested in what it is we have the full we are well music discography on our website and on our link tree definitely go check that out it's from 2015 and we have a lot of music that we've collected since 2013 to like Ooh, 2018 a there's a lot of projects on there it's all on bandcamp mm. um yeah that was that's that so was this year now we're in 2022 You've been working up to this point. Yeah, You man. just left. You got your paper up. You know, you got yeah. maybe a little bit more focus. Um, is there anything specifically just, I guess, within this year that you're, like, trying to accomplish, whether
1: as an artist or entrepreneur or just personal um, yeah, stuff? This year, I would say uh, the goal for the presenters um, and the goal for myself is musically I want to drop a project I was working on, Uh, Before I started to take this uh, break or this venture called euphoria. So I want to drop euphoria Um, Singles are done. It's about 70% finished I'm probably gonna drop the first single coming up uh, pretty soon here uh, with a nice little video Hey Yes. Yeah, so, cool. Your yeah. videos are always on point, by the way. Thank bro, you. I gotta so say that that much. The ramen video that we shot, at, like
2: that you shot it. at Grant's house? Bro? <laughs> oh, like, yo. Hey. Go check it all uh, out on YouTube th- and
1: Vima. Yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, just type in Lamel or 99 Movement. Either one, I'll pop up. But yes, sir. Lamel, LA, as in Los Angeles, M E L. So, capital L when you type it in. But
2: yes, shout out Grant Norman. Um, yeah, shout out Granny, man. <laughs> just a quick all second to shout yes. out all the OG homies, the homies that are part of our squad, squad. Adam Shamimi, yep. King King. Cameron Carpenter, Kenichi. Yep. Matt Ken- Tweedy, Kenichi, yep. Chief, Kenichi, Anthony Fernandez. And just like yep. we just Twilight. got, oh, man, we got so Much many homies, bro, fast. that We're really. We're just so lucky to still have in our lives, man. That's like even though we don't talk much, but yeah,
1: that's totally fine, man. The The type of homies that
2: the second you start talking again, it's like time never stops. You know what I'm saying? So that's something really special to have for sure. Got a bunch of those, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, man. I mean, again,
0: like just on a personal level, like you kind of like disappeared for two years. Obviously, totally normal. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So. We were kind of wondering recently is there any unexpected business ventures that you're kind of getting into that you maybe would yeah. have never thought like I would be doing this at one point in my life? And now you're uh, like, oh, I'm really excited. Facts, about this.
1: man. Um, I actually starting to direct uh, my own stuff. Oh, wow. Whoa. Music yeah. videos or? Yeah, music short videos. Films? So I started okay, cool. doing. Uh, well, i always kind of been like a co director. Uh, I write all my little scripts for my mm-hmm. music videos, everything you see, I've kind of pointed in the direction of how You're I want to it to be shot. Yeah. A lot. So I'm actually going to do a, my first commercial pretty soon. I'm going to shoot my first commercial for uh, Percenters because um, I'm relaunching my brand and stuff for the percenter so that's something that I never thought I'd be doing like yo I'm about to sit here and write a commercial like right. you know what I'm saying that's like, super sick so that's definitely something uh, that's been unexpected also I want to take um, my I want to let people more into my life because like you said I have been gone for some time and uh, in that time I learned to be a little bit more open with my creativity so these next coming videos I'm dropping, I'm going to really let the uh, presenters or you know the listeners um, dive in with me. So I start interviewing my uh, video team and I start interviewing the directors uh, coming up into this year, so they can explain themselves. Oh, we, me and Lamel shot this like this, and we decided to shoot it like this because of this, this, and this uh because i think it's very important if you notice in my videos they all kind of have some type of symmetry because i use the same people i'm you know i'm into this to build mm-hmm. um house so, productions always. yeah so i always i'm in for this to build not saying i'm not welcome to new people but i'm always trying to build with what i have so these people i've been working with for years now and um i think it's nice to showcase their abilities you know shout out dylan o'donovan um he shot the, my most recent videos, uh, Slugsworth and um, Conundrum. Yeah, oh. he did. He did the, all the animation for both those videos. So and I sick. think, yeah, he. Thank you, man. Of He's course. a very important figure because um, you get to see his creativity. You know, on something that we collaborated with. Then you, you know, get to dive into who he is and what he does. So I really start interviewing a lot of my behind the scenes, and then also start showing my uh, creative side you know I've written for people before and stuff like that but it's never been filmed you know so I'm really trying to show and allow people to kind of see my sessions how I make uh music where my creative aspect uh is from and then also kind of doing what Woe's doing which is like see being my own CEO being my own boss you know um really taking a leap into the business world and making the decision like yo I need to focus and uh do for myself you know not work for anybody else which if you work for somebody else nothing's wrong with that you know what i'm saying life has things set up for you however it does but i just the way my life is set up currently it's making me bleed more into a direction to be an owner you know because musically you're i'm taught you know we're taught to be owners so that's kind of what i i'm bleeding towards um and then just kind of starting my own ventures i thought about doing my own uh, nfts for my animated music videos mm-hmm. Um, and i want to do custom clothing that is something i'm like getting into which is like designing which is like like i love to dress but i never thought like oh i'm gonna design my own piece blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah but yeah man why not you know what i'm saying so no limit i've been world. getting into that and that has been uh very interesting And just kind of, like I said, bossing up, looking for new lines of hustle, you know, running out my own, renting out my own spaces and my machinery, because like I said, I want to be an owner. So I plan to purchase all my machines, you know, for my clothing, for my product, but I'm not stingy, you know what I'm saying? I I know there's other people that may not have that financially or be as financially stable or in a position to purchase, you -hmm. know, the supplies to make what they want to make. Uh, So I'm trying to make it more affordable for people, you know, renting out my supplies and my utilities or whatever that might be. So I really just been attacking stuff from just totally different point of views. I've always been an artist first. Mm -hmm. But once I accepted that being a creative isn't a destination. Yeah. You You can express it
0: in so many forms.
1: Facts. And it changed my whole views on being a creative you know, before it's like, Oh, I'm rapping, I'm good at this, I gotta get that, you know, boom boom boom, I gotta get here, I gotta get here. But you realize like, all right, well when you get there then what? You know, so <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, so my so views kinda really changed uh creatively. And I've just been dabbling and trying new things, you know, and we'll see where it takes me throughout the year. But I definitely have a rollout, um, and it's gonna be the biggest rollout I've ever had musically, mm-hmm. uh and really in my life business and all directions so we'll see what it brings
2: we're definitely looking forward to what lamell has cooking uh, in, in 2022 you. um i wanted to real quick touch on another passion of yours Word. um skateboarding is just something that <laughs> yeah, is so man. good for creative flow and release and just you know kind of getting yeah. out of your own head how is skateboard has skateboarding influenced your life and artistically Ooh. as well you know
1: Wow, uh, man, what a great question! So, for a lot of people who don't know, um, I skated for 10 years, yes, sir. And uh, sponsored, I was sponsored, yeah, I was pretty signed. good, man. Yeah, that I was sponsored by a few people, and um, I was privileged enough to be able to skate with great high end uh, sponsored skaters, you know what I'm saying? So what an experience that was, you know. Oh, from a young yeah, age, you crazy. know,
0: what I'm yeah. How but, young? How young did you start um, getting? Well, into I
1: started skating in like seventh grade. So okay. uh luckily my parents, you know, I was staying out in Inglewood and uh, you know, growing up there, you start to kinda get in the mix. You know, you're not looking for trouble, but you just kinda just see what, you know, you kinda do what's happening in your neighborhood. And so my parents wanted to make sure, you know I kind of have my own sense of direction, and uh, me and my bros, you know, I got uh, my homies that I grew up with out there for years. We're trying to find our own, you know, means. I feel like everybody out there kind of has their circle. We're trying to find our own little circle, and um, you know, when you're growing up out there, if you're not really doing something, you can't really go nowhere, so it's like I wasn't, you know, my community wasn't exactly the best at the time, and so I wasn't really able to, like, just leave the house, you know, I'm gonna go to such and so's house, or I'm gonna go do this and that, you know, my mom and my pops, they're very um, protective, because they wanted to, you know, keep me safe and stuff like that, so in the beginning... I wasn't really able to do much, you know, unless I try to sneak out. And skating opened that door for me because it allowed me to venture out. You know, it became a destination like, oh, I'm going to go to this skate park, but it's in this city. Well, you know, how am I going to get there? Oh, I'm going to skate. You know, so then I started really mm-hmm. learning the city. And then um, I started being real good at street skating. And then that's when I was lucky enough to meet all the people at Valsurf. Shout out Surf uh in the valley absolutely love you guys um casey isn't there anymore but it's all good so much love for val they put us on like cool. anytime i skated i would you know kill and i'd go there with fucked up shoes <laughs> oh, excuse my language no, i go up there with messed up <laughs> shoes i'm talking like my shoes split down the center mm. or like I done ate up the whole uh, right left side of my toe because I was practicing burials off the five stair or seven stair to the point where I, I couldn't even walk. Like, you could, it looked like my, you know, you see my toes and all that. So <laughs> I would pull up to Val, and they'd be like, you know, I'd go get a new skateboard. i snap my board, and they'd be like, well, you can't skate in those shoes. And, you know, they would always hook me up. Or if the chocolate team was in town at uh, – Damn, what's that? I forget the skate park. But uh, there's a skate plaza. The chocolate team was in town or the girl team was in town. We'd skate the skate plaza or we go at the time. Downtown LA, they had the, uh, the where they used to do like street league, not street league, but uh, skate. I can't remember the, the factory. Uh, but we used to, I used to skate in the factory in downtown before they moved it. And sometimes it'd be private, you know, because kids that was back when niger had the super long locks people don't remember that like i'm when he was a kid yes, man. when he was a kid yeah that's up. back yeah. then yeah so they would shut down shit down butt. yeah yep, they would shut shit down and not let nobody in if certain people would skate but sometimes i'd be okay to be in there and i'd be skating and stuff so skating changed my life because it opened me up to people and it opened me up to culture you know what i'm saying like growing up music was always there you know, uh rap was always in the community, but the culture of rap wasn't necessarily slap in my face. You know what I'm saying like now it's a lot more different, but back then, I would honestly say gang culture was slap in my face more than rap culture so and we all know what happens to gangsters, you know, so I was like trying to move accordingly, and I ended up uh getting exposed heavily to skate culture, so from the look to the vibe, to the clothes, to, and you know, the better you get, the more respect you get in skate culture. So it really showed me to be independent because in skating, everybody could do the same trick, but everybody has their own style, you know? So it it. it really taught me individuality and being my own person. I think that's what skating really brings out of people. I mean, you do kind of copy. Everybody has a similar look, you know, but nobody's really the same, you know? No person rides goofy like you ride goofy. You yes. know, so 100%. Yeah, it was yeah. real cool, it was really, really cool. And I took skating up as far as I could go to the point where I was trying to be uh signed like big time. Like, the goal was to be signed by Deathwish, but damn, yeah, that was my goal, man. Because at the time, Deathwish made the best boards, they didn't snap, they didn't break, but they chipped. But that was okay, you know, it's rails and stairs, it's just like, oh, they gonna chip. You know, and that was the goal. Uh, I ended up not being uh, taking it that far because I had to get something called a job. Ha
2: <laughs> So, you
1: know, so That's having to get that job. Very, man. very
2: few can skate full time and make a job from it. And so, um,
1: yeah. I was 17, you know, cool. so 18. So I was like really pushing. But it was going good because my mom was like, you know, you got to get a job and go to school and you know you could stay here and i have mo- i have moved to orange county but i was getting free clothes free shoes free boards. you know i was like bro i got this you know get, you know i got this and uh excuse me orange county is a uh, hills if you haven't been to Aliso it's all fucking hills straight uphill and i hate hills and my knees it's not were fun done with skating yeah. yeah my knees were done so that was killing skating for me for a little bit and then and then uh I just I'm not really I don't like skating parks too much and uh shout out Pinky's Park I'm not a bowl skater but I was skating there a little bit
2: looking in the go
1: right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so I uh I was skating there but I was more into like street skating so it started to die down because of them damn hills and then I had to get (laughs) multiple jobs and do school you know me being an adult really started to settle in Mm -hmm. and you know I couldn't go skate the 10 stair and hurt my knee and then call out of work for a week You know, so then that started changing. I'm like, oh, I got to think twice about doing this. You know, I
2: love skateboarding because there's a lot of dedication that goes into any major trick you're trying to land on a huge stair rail or whatever it is. So I definitely can see how that dedication of, you know, trying to hone in, finally land that trick has translated over into your music career. Just really wanting to execute and and getting it perfect, you know, so that's uh, for sure. Um, Facts.
1: Never give up. There's and there's respect too. When you're skating and you're doing a really big trick, or even just a grind that you, people have noticed you working on, and nobody really bothers anybody when they're in their element. They just let them skate, but if someone has noticed you there for hours and you bust your ass, nobody's going to laugh at you. Someone might help you up, you know what I'm saying? And then you land what you've been working on for two hours straight, and you'll hear everybody start banging their boards and clap for you because it's just there's a a love and dedication. It's a fully through and through dedicated sport. The only way to land a trick is to be dedicated in skating. That's all it is. So definitely it has translated and uh, taught me not to quit. Because uh, I definitely landed stuff where I was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I did it, hey, I, it. I definitely
2: know that feeling uh, yeah. playing kendama the last two years. I, I know I haven't really seen you since I started my journey playing with uh, the Japanese skill toy, the kendama, yeah, but you're killing it. just having fun and having something that you can grow every day with, learn a new trick if you're really that dedicated, I think is just so good for a mental psyche, just accomplishing a goal every day, whether it could be something so small, but. I think it's something that's super special for sure. So. Facts,
1: I I 100% agree. And you're man, you getting becoming a pro at that. Uh I'm hum- starting to TikTok.
2: They, I, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, we're we're getting fun here. Woe has given me lots of time to go after my passions, and you know, nice. Kandama has been something that I've been able to meet so many amazing people in the community. Shout out Quad Kandama. Shout out Sweets Kandama. Shout <laughs> out Chrome dope. Kandama. Shout, shout out on, Analog. Sure. Like yeah, we we can go down the list, but. <laughs> nice. Um, like you said, it's the community aspect that keeps me going back for more just cause and, and the culture of it, it's just something that I can't get enough of. So
1: I feel you on that. I see you good. You're <laughs> really good at that for real. I,
2: I really appreciate that. Limeo. That means a lot. Thank you.
0: So one of the only segments that we'll really have on this ready, set, woe show, cause I really like the free form kind of flow of the conversation. Um, but we are a fashion brand and, uh, we, we have a drip check. And we want to know understand. if you are wearing anything that you would like to shout out or any special pieces. I mean, some people dress up, some people dress down. So I know you have um, an upcycled,
1: <laughs> hand-stitched, hand-designed, yeah. shadow crew whoa. neck. <laughs> Facts. That's it. That's That's probably the best designer on me right now. I mean, I I do got some nice kicks I see those. The,
0: the How do we get those on camera?
1: <laughs> <I do. laughs> you, you can show the right foot, there. Get the foot up in the air. No, just that camera right there is fine. Right, hold, hold up, I got you right now.
0: Wait, so what are those? Oh man, because so damn,
1: these are Nike Airs right here. Ooh, um,
0: the blue is so nice. I
1: definitely came up on them. You know what I'm saying? Are they brand new? or are you just uh, been keeping? them? I mean, clean? I keep my shit clean. But uh, what happened with these is so funny. So before I ended up leaving uh, and going on my ventures, because I moved out of California for a little bit of time, I stocked up on shoes. I don't know why I stocked up on shoes, but at this this time, I guess, I felt like I needed shoes. So I bought a bunch of shoes and then I kept them clean, kept them in a box and left. And I oh, came nice. back, and then I was like, Depressant. why the hell I got all these damn shoes? And then I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, these you're are sne- nice. <laughs> you a, a, a sneakerhead. You're just a yeah. sneakerhead. That's just so, in brain, yeah. So I got some nice shoes, but what I've really been doing is, um, which kind of, which is Cody saying, which is dedication, I've been purposely not wearing... Uh, brands too many brands like my outfits have been very plain mm-hmm. um like right now i have just a white pro club on and some blue jeans the nicest thing on me is the wool shirt cool. my shoes you know so you are the centerpiece essentially though there's yeah. no distraction no, no right and that's because right now i'm really trying to lock my brain into wearing your own stuff you know wear your own brand wear cool. your own clothes so support the homies as well yeah a- no definitely yeah so i'm really focused right now on making my own so you know eventually you wear so many damn white shirts you're gonna look in the mirror like yo i'm getting tired of seeing this white shirt well wear your own shit exactly if i don't have it then i gotta make it you know it gives you incentive it gives you drive so that's been my focus i've been trying to live like i've been doing something i guess i you could say uh walking with purpose, you know, doing with purpose, moving with purpose. So that's been my biggest thing, I think, for the year so far and the week that I've been, you know, the new year started is just moving with a purpose. And so like everything you wear, everything you do, make sure there's a it's purpose driven. So I got all these clothes on, you know, it isn't designer this and that, but my white shirt is very clean. You know, it's a pro club, you know, so intentional clothing. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Being have intentions behind your actions. So I'm really just trying to get into the process of wearing my own product. Uh, like, for instance, there's so much Woe product that you could wear a new Woe outfit every day of the week. you yeah. feel me? So that I'm working and gearing up towards that. So that way, um, I'm, like you said, a walking advertisement, a walking, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I genuinely just like my own shit. But yeah. you, no, feel yeah, you, you feel me? Yeah, you feel You got your look.
0: Recently, so. um, as a company, we are Woe within the last month actually made a pretty big transition into only using recycled clothing. So essentially we're going to be thrifting clothing and then we're going to be upcycling it is the name that they've called it, which is essentially just refurbishing, like repurposing. But to be able to put that intention behind a shirt. So maybe you, you know, you buy a a t-shirt from Walmart for $10. It doesn't have that much, you know, like of a connection or that much weight versus shirt if you if you are into designing your own clothes and you take the time to put your you know your own hands on it or if you purchase from people like us who are going out with the intention of finding these pieces that are already special in their own way and then making them even more special what we've been realizing as we do a little bit more um research into the fashion industry is it's one of the biggest polluters in the world of mm. just fabrics being you know not used like like i said if you just buy a T-shirt, you know, for one time thing, and then it's just done. They're just ending up in trash on the floor. So us as a company, we wanted to find our own way to create less waste and also hopefully inspire others to create as little waste as possible. Um, Do you have any personal practices maybe that you were raised with as a kid or just something that you've learned recently that you're like, this helps me, you know, reduce the amount
1: of waste that i use. Uh yeah, i mean <laughs> growing up as a kid, my mom like you not you can't really be too wasteful. So Some families are like that yeah. and some families are not. They're on the complete, you know. So yeah.
0: you're lucky enough to have that, i guess, but Yeah, you What what kind of practices was she doing?
1: Uh just like, you know, rituals, you know, um conti- things you do on a daily basis. So even brushing your teeth, you know, Make sure that water's off or make sure all the lights are mm-hmm. off in the house, but also explaining to me, you know, why these things are happening. Not just telling me like, true. yo, turn the damn lights off or yo, you know what so I'm saying? True. Making it aware, making it apparent. Um and so just from taking showers, making sure all the utilities aren't on or recycling, that's a big thing. My mom I always touch on that always recycling, you know, and she'll get on you for not recycling if you you know, so um and just keeping clean i even remember uh doing with uh with you asani back in the day trash pickups uh the pickup you know? trash so, challenge i love yeah. shout out yeah that, that was, was that was a powerful time yeah so even doing just trash pickups before you were organizing them mm-hmm. you know um for the beach cleanups yeah, yeah. it w- that doing stuff like that is really big I, I say i've been really fortunate enough to be around people who uh, have good intentions for the environment around them mm-hmm. um and i never really had too much like i never been a person who buys an access amount of things cool. so i never really everything i wear you know or everything i have i use um even my shoes i still don't even own more than 10 pairs yeah. you know what i'm saying and, and that's definitely like, definitely on, on, like some, on some on yeah. some real stuff like some homies got like 40, yeah. 50 pairs of shoes yeah. that are in a box. wrong with that. No, of course, long, if yeah, you collect them, yeah. cool, but... Everybody has a personal preference. I just... Everything I have, I use, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't take it with me when I'm gone, so... I feel
0: that. Well, thank you yeah. so much for us giving us some of your time and sharing um, some of your experiences, and hopefully the things that you have planned for yourself in this year are going to manifest quickly. And, uh, if we can help out in any way, I mean, you always know you have a place to stay in San Diego as well as you can call us and we can come up
2: to Orange County or LA and come support. We definitely need you down in SD sometime soon. I know, like you said, your time is, is valuable and limited, but, um, if you, if you ever have a chance to come down to SD, we would love to, show you off to a lot of our friends because uh, you're you. uh, you're special bro and I appreciate uh it. yeah we have a lot of fun when you're around so thank you for being
1: a part of this experience yeah man i mean the vibes i've got a lot of good energy from from there and i haven't even been out there since i've been back and i a lot of things are pulling me there from festivals oh, i love it yeah to um like new business ventures to collaborations just things uh, that are finding me. You know, I'm yeah. not even reaching out. They're oh, you know, they're coming to me. So that's the best way to we yeah. I mean, so
0: David just moved in and he's a producer. So like pretty what? much a full blown production studio in our house right now. That's wild. Definitely use it while it's there. Nah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big. <laughs> yeah. It's Three fun beats, stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, collabs. Yeah. Well thanks for uh being house. such a huge part of the We Are Well community. Like thanks, Cody man. said earlier, you definitely have been there quite literally since the beginning and to yep see where we're about to all take this together is going to be like just so exciting. So
2: ready, set, whoa. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun.